from SLB Radio in Pittsburgh, Crossing Fences. African-American boys and young men creating oral history showcasing the lives and accomplishments of local African-American men. We was raised by the whole community back in the late 60s, early 70s. This is where I was born and raised. This is where I've been at since the beginning. I never left. My dad used to take me to work with him. He used to work at a uh, pizza spot. Life is the greatest teacher. You will find out. The choices you make will be with you. You better make the right one. From anesthesiologists to barbershop owners, entrepreneurs to engineers, and coaches to deacons, over 170 men have been interviewed. Today, let's hear from Carl Truss, age 64, at the time of this interview. Being a cameraman and a sporting event is like being inside of a giant video game where your uh, camera is the controller. You, you can use that lens to zoom in and see the tight faces and the tight shots. A lot of times, the things that you shoot on cameras replayed on the scoreboards. And so you get a chance to look at the work that you did. That's a very uplifting feeling to see your work displayed up there. Being in that atmosphere and environment is uh, very uplifting. You have that enthusiasm going with you throughout everything that you do. Before I was married, I was a, a still photographer. In McKeesport, there's a photographer named Percy Garlands who had his own studio, which is unusual for you know, a black man back then. And his studio was right along the path that we took to get to high school. So he always had all his pictures displayed in the uh, window. And we looked at that. Percy was very progressive. He was very inventive. And I remember one of the things he told us was that you never say that something can't be done. He said, it's best to say, I don't know how to do something and ask somebody to show you because someone will come along. You'll say, I can't do this. I can't do this. Someone will come along and they'll do it and they'll sit back and kind of smile at you. So I try to try not to say can't about a lot of things. And I've told my kids when they grow up, oh, dad, I can't do this. I can't. No, 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 no. Let's sit down and figure that out. And you figure it out in such a way that kind of makes them think that they're the one that came up with the idea and the solution. And uh, they go about feeling good about themselves. I moved to the Hill District in 1984. I was engaged to uh, Sheila Howell, who had been born and raised in the Hill District. She just absolutely refused to move from the Hill. She said, if we want to get married, then I must move to the Hill. And one of the things that surprised me about being in Hill District was that it was a lot like growing up in McKeesport. It was a very community-oriented place. She had relatives and friends just about on every street at the time in the Upper Hill. And the kids, her boys, had friends on every street. It was just one big community. It was very easy to get around Pittsburgh from the Hill. And it was a lot of fun because you passed through a lot of interesting neighborhoods and the people were civile and friendly and you just got to meet just about everybody along the way. Every Saturday morning, our younger son would have a living room full of kids just watching TV and playing games or going to the park. Didn't fear them going up to the schoolyard to play or going to the park to play or walking to the store because there was always somebody looking out for them, no matter what. And we had a policeman that patrolled the area, and everybody knew him, and he knew everybody. And if uh, for some reason or other somebody acted up, there was always somebody that told on you, so you couldn't get away with anything. Which was good because uh, that kept the spirit going and, and kept everybody in check. 
a sense of community is a very comfortable feeling because you wake up in the morning knowing that everything is well and everybody's safe. When I got to the Hill, I was attending community college. My major in college was journalism and communication, but I'd also done an internship with Warner Cable with their home sports entertainment division. So I wanted to be a sports director or a cameraman or video editor. I had still had contacts with the Pirates, and so I'd gone down there and and taken the test to be a cameraman, which involved actually going out and shooting a ball game. So I did pretty well with that, so I became a cameraman for the Pirates, and from there I went on to become a cameraman with the Steelers, and from there the Penguins and, and also Pitt. So I've been doing that ever since, and it's been great. It's been great. There's so much pride and enthusiasm that you feel when you when you actually just step into an arena. I like to get there early. I'm usually maybe 45 minutes early. And I like that because you get a chance to see the bowl fill up. You see the people outside the gates and you see the kids just kind of run to their seats. And everybody's all happy and excited to be a part of the ball game. And the crowd just swells and the noise just keeps building, building, building. It is deafening. And I tell you what, there's no greater experience for people to see everybody come together for those type of things is fantastic. When you're inside the bowl, it doesn't matter who you are, doctor, lawyer, black, white, whatever. Everyone is a fan and everyone is into that game. This oral history was collected by youth interviewers Taryn Jackson and Chaz Daniels. Crossing Fences is made possible by the Heinz Endowments and was produced by SLB Radio Productions. Learn more at crossingfences.org.